Hey, you're listening to the Church League Podcast. Will Steph Curry ever be considered the greatest of all time? And and what will it take for us to potentially get to that point? Uh, March Madness is, we're getting super close. And what teams in the top 10 do we think potentially have the best chance of a first round exit? Hopefully that doesn't happen, but you never know. And then we draft our favorite food mascots. It's going to be a great one. Let's get started. Hey, you're listening to the Church League Podcast. Roman, as always, joined by James and Corey. How you guys doing? Good. Wide awake, man. Feeling good. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not. I. It's probably really obvious. You can, I don't know. Like, I can't obviously, I can't hear myself right now, Like, but it'd be interesting to hear me when I'm editing this. And we look, can hear it in your voice. I. It, it doesn't sound the same. You can see in your face. My suggestion for all those out there listening, all nine of you, um... Don't take Zequil at 3 a.m. because you just want to go to sleep. It's interesting. You guys walk in here today. You just rolled out of bed. Yeah. James has went to the bathroom three times since he's been here. I've been up since 4.30. So some kind of morning oh, supplement why? he's taken, and I feel like the youngest person in the room. <laughs> Wait, why are you? Why have you been up since 4.30? Why are you, Jim? Orange oh. Theory. Why are you taking supplements? You were ripped, dude. <laughs> just getting ripped. <laughs> Getting ready, getting ready for the big four zero, man. I can't go into there You're looking like a slob. Hey, so the only thing the four zero is going to rip you, dude. The four forty doesn't play. Well, if four kids didn't do it, then forty <laughs> should be okay. <laughs> Those fours will really get you. Oh man! Yeah. Oh, oh man. there it is. A little so yawn. Action. Be We're plenty, excited this morning. There'll be plenty of that this episode. Which hey, if you're listening, if you're going to listen to this. Um, do a tally of how many times Roman yawns. Oh, yeah. Nick Glass, could you catch that for us? That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be we'll great. give you um, we'll give you a Starbucks gift card. That sounds fantastic. Um, <laughs> all right. Speaking of things that are sleepy, um, baseball. Um, I don't really know why that works. A lot of people do think though that baseball rules need to change, and it's still slow and boring to watch. It's probably of all the kids of all of the the sports that I've talked to my youth group about, they all hate baseball the most. Um, as far as watching it. Now, some of them like to play, but for the most part, baseball is kind of... Like, if you if you didn't play growing up, if you didn't have a dad or a mom who were really into baseball, like, it's hard to get into baseball. I'm glad you finished that sentence, because there are a lot of parentless kids who are really successful at baseball. Sure. So I didn't want to limit that, but... <laughs> I typically use West Coast baseball games to fall asleep to during the baseball season. I get it. It's interesting. I played baseball and loved it growing up. So yeah. watching baseball is interesting to me because I like to think what's going through their head when there's a runner on first and the shortstop gets the ball and you know how he's positioning his feet and ready to go for the double play. Or you know, I was watching a highlight of softball the other day with one out, bases loaded, long fly ball out to left field and the the girl lets it hit foul instead yeah. of catching it because it would have been a tag-up run. Right. And fans are going nuts. What is she thinking? And I'm like, it's smart play. It's intelligent. Yeah. It's an intelligent play. <laughs> um, you know, it was, it was a close game. That You know, so, like, the the mental side of baseball really gets me excited more than some of the gameplay. And it's really hard watching professionals play because they make the they make things look so easy yeah. that it doesn't look challenging. But if you watch like little leaguers play or like high school or you get to college even, college is kind of fun with the metal bats. But um, it gets it gets pretty wild watching the different levels play. But baseball, 
you're spoiled with MLB guys because they make it look so easy. Right. Yeah, I mean, and it, you know, it's. I mean, the reality is that you're fielding a ground ball really similar the same way in you know like pony league as you're fielding it in the professional league. MLB has just done it so many times yeah. that it's there's it's not even like the the fielding of the ground ball itself isn't what they're having to think about. That repetition, that practice has been done so many times. It's just one less thing to think about because they have to think about okay, is there a runner on first? Who are they? How fast are they? What is you know? I mean, there's there then is a whole lot of other things to think about once you've mastered kind of the basics. Um, but that's also what's intriguing is that, oh, I fielded a ground ball in that same spot before. Um, there's no shot I'm throwing it that hard or I'm able to take that many shuffles and then throw it. or yeah. You know, like, I mean, I, I think it's cool. Um, yeah, yeah, from the outsider watching baseball, I could see how if you've never played or thrown or, yeah, it, 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 it would look pretty boring. You don't understand how difficult it is. I think the reaction time in – you know, making decisions in your head and making an, an elite play, mm-hmm. the margins are smaller. Even how you feel the they your are with basketball or football. Even I, I mean, the linemen I think in football have the least amount of reaction time. Yeah, um, but it's it's very inner because anything could happen. I think media, sports media, um, highlights, top tens, all those different things have ruined sports in particular. Yeah, because you want to see home runs or. If it's just a regular ground ball, you're like boring. Die for that, right? <laughs> you know. So, um, NBA's falling into that category too. You're watching 200 points scored in an All Star game, and you're like, this is the most boring thing I've ever watched. Mm-hmm. Um, because people who have actually care about the sport are, you know, they're sick at their stomach watching right. non basketball being played. Yeah. And people who care about dunks and stuff aren't even interested in the dunk contest. So, we've. We've given the short attention span all the attention over the past 20 years in highlighting sports, and then the the real nuances of the game, it takes people who actually played it or actually care about it, the real fans, to carry those sports. It's spring, you know, spring training. Like, I'm pumped. The Reds right. are in second place in the Cactus League, right? Three and one, baby. <laughs> that means nothing. Do you get but anything it's for exciting. winning these cactus leagues or summer league? I don't I mean, not summer, know. spring leagues. No, I don't think. So. I don't think so. No. You get um, players who may get a contract. Yeah, I mean, you got. <laughs> yeah, you got players that are. Some of them are really like trying. This is essentially yeah. their tryout. You win a cactus. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, s- spring training is. I mean, I got excited. I've already ordered my hat for the year. I ordered a hat, a St. Louis Cardinals hat, at the beginning of every baseball season. Um. Typically, are when pitchers and catchers report. So, which one is it? Like traditional red with the cardinal kind of thing? Or? No, I typically order the um, the spring training hat of itself, oh. um, just so that it's. But then, like, if there's like a special edition, like there's one hat in particular that's of the Cardinals hat that's all blue, even the brim, um, and then it has the red cardinal logo in the middle. That's the STL. And then it, oh, that's yeah. also outlined in white, like the dark blue. Yeah, dude, yeah. that looks so good. That's Are those nice. discounted because how bad you played last year? No, I wish. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, the um, reds reds hats I think have been discounted for like forty years. Uh, they've just been giving them away. I don't even think they made the uh, full. What is it called? The uh, full full fit. Um, fitted hats. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. still have the elastic ones in the back. You know, they, <laughs> haven't, even, they haven't even upgraded their styles yet. Um, well, the Cardinals added more recently Brandon Crawford at shortstop um, as a veteran. He's not gonna he's not gonna start. I, I doubt he'll play even regularly. Um, he's with Mason Wynn. Uh, we also signed Matt Carpenter. Um, he used to play for the Cardinals, yeah. Yeah. Um, and now 
He's have, back. You wear his jersey sometimes. No, I do not. <laughs> no, I do not. I wear the Chris Carpenter jersey, and it is so frustrating to hear that. Golly. Well, I think it's interesting. Shohei went yard, and people are losing their minds. Um, you know, people goat. Yeah, they're talking about greatest of all time with mm-hmm. him, which is insane. Right. I, I brought up, you know, when we walked in the office this morning, I said, um, I think Shohei's overrated, and he's oh, yeah. there's nothing he can do to to be at the inflated state that he is right now long-term, like Babe Ruth conversation, pitcher, hitter, right. all those different things. Like he's got, he got paid. Most players that get paid, they get hurt or they really struggle yeah. for a while. Well, he won't pitch this season, right? No. Like he, yeah, okay. But still, I mean, and that's probably the smartest thing he could do is just Which be DH I mean, like, and hit. It's nice that like he's still valuable to a team. He's insanely talented. Yeah. He, he's incredible. But we, the media's talked about him <clears throat> being so elite yeah. so soon that it's not really fair. And he just went to the Dodgers. And the Dodgers are going to do what the Dodgers do. They're going to overpay. They're going to get too many good players, or is it what it seems, and they're going to underachieve. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, well, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, I, I, if, I'm, if I'm Shohei Otani, I have a better chance of winning World Series than Mike Trout does now. I think um, Shohei Otani has – the most upside of being the most popular player ever because he's international. Yeah. yeah. So, like, he's going to get the rest of the world behind him for the most part, more than some of the baseball players. And even Latin American baseball players or, yeah. you know, Caribbean baseball players have a wild following, but Japan is Japan. And yeah. they all love this guy. Now, there are other players in the league there's for real, but I think he has a lot of upside, obviously. They're paying yeah. him. The, they're paying him more than a small country a worth of an economy. Well, it seems like there's there's like a certain amount of mystery to him as well, because like he doesn't, he's not a good English speaker. He's always got yeah. his translator. You don't hear much from him. Is that, it's it's just kind of odd. He's done he's done a good job of. I, I mean, I don't know if clean, his marketing team around yeah, him yeah. like he's likable. Um, the home run celebration with like the like the um, the helmet that they wear from yeah. like the samurai. It's all really. It's well done. They they did that with the Angels, and obviously, I don't think it, if that carries over the Dodgers, that yeah. it should. He should be able to take that with him. The Angels continue to do that without him would be wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's our Where's our next Asian player? Somebody, yeah, they're gonna pick somebody up to make that happen. Trout, yeah. But I was just looking at Otani's contract. Yeah, and it's ten years, seven hundred million. Um, <laughs> six hundred and eighty. Of that, six hundred eighty million of that is deferred until his contract expires in twenty twenty three or twenty thirty three. So he's just going to get paid After. forever. He's he's going to be the yeah. new um, Bobby Bonilla. Yeah, like that is a. What that also does is allow the Dodgers to get other players. You know, those contracts are interesting. Kevin Garnett is still being paid by yeah. the Celtics until this year. Yeah, like if it's fifty million dollars a year, or I don't know how many million dollars he was getting from the Celtics after he retired. That's a smart move to defer that because Shohei's going to make how much money is Shohei going to make with endorsements alone? Oh, I know playing? exactly. He doesn't need any of that baseball money. Defer all that baseball money till after you're done. That is a genius move. It is to do, the the deferred money is to be paid out without interest from 2034 to 2043. Jeez. So he'll he'll just get paid after the fact. That's wonderful for for nine years. Is Daryl Strawberry in his contract? <laughs> still right. Kidding? I mean, like, so I mean, it was intentional. It was intentional for for them to keep Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. Well, I wondered how in the world the Dodgers could afford 
Like, yeah. that's what frustrates me about baseball. Like, with all the rules and all the stats and all the baseball purists. Yeah. The way that teams can spend mm-hmm. and manipulate contracts makes it so unfair for right. small market to big market teams. Yeah. So when you look at that and you think, you know, baseball, they want to play by the rules and they have all these purists to make sure baseball goes a certain way, except for how you put teams together. Yeah. And so it's not an even playing field there. So then that's where a Cincinnati Reds fan gets frustrated for years, decades of baseball because there's just no shot. And if we did have a team like last year where we were fighting for the playoffs and we looked like we could cause some problems, we're going to lose some of those players just because money alone it's ridiculous. Because you don't have those billionaires and the capital firms and backing right. you, you know. And then what are the Reds going to do? Take a run on someone like Shohei, pay him all that money afterwards? I mean, I know Cincinnati can't fit that bill. No. He place. Well, he also said there were. He had like three specific places he was okay with going. Yeah, um, one of those was St. Louis, which is why I'm a little bitter. But like, it was like, it was like New York. Uh, or maybe it was three: New York, Miami. St. Louis and L.A. Yeah, so four and like three big markets that can three yeah right they can pay that no matter what and then St. Louis ought to be honored to be in that conversation because it's a program that's willing to succeed no matter what yeah even though we talked trash about them being in last place last year that's not going to be the norm right I mean they were they finished three games under five hundred and like did they finish in last or the power I don't even I think they finished in last yeah, place okay. yeah. yeah I mean it, they no they did and I mean it was. Oh, yeah, three games are five hundred, and we're like, we're the worst team of all time. Yeah. You know, I mean, like there are some there are some franchises that are like three hundred five hundred is awesome. Yeah. You know, I mean, like you guys are close. Yeah, right. And so you know, I mean, and, and mainly that, that a lot of that had to do with Lars Newbar. I mean, also right, a, you know, a Japanese player. So, um, but yeah, you know, I those markets are always going to have that sort of attraction that like Cincinnati and you know sometimes even St. Louis um, are just don't have because you're landlocked middle of the country like there's just cincinnati is a not a bad city but it's not la or new york it's not even right? chicago right exactly and yeah. it's that's too close so regionally you're not even getting the fan base from yeah. from pittsburgh to st louis to chicago to i mean they're they're really in a tight spot so you have to be really successful and gritty which yeah. they represented that population of the country really well in the 80s yeah in the early 90s and then baseball got fancy. Yep. And then I don't like fancy baseball out in California. I have family in California, and they love, you know, the Giants and the A's. The A's, California doesn't love the A's. No. But um, the I don't know. The, the Yankees, the Dodgers, you know, those type of teams, even, right. even Boston, some of those that just can pay. Well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, you thinking about – Smaller market teams, you, I mean, Indiana is clearly a basketball state, right? I mean, like obviously, I mean, we talk about you. You go to Indiana, like it's the real like the, with the movie Hoosiers, and I'm for those of you that have seen the movie or have been to Indiana, you know that that is a very true thing mm-hmm. that they have like basketball goals and barns, and like it's everybody has a basketball goal. Yep. It's a thing, um, and. Uh, Indiana's not doing particularly well right now in college basketball. Um, they won last night, but they 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 won last night. Take that after the fire drill alarm. Fire drill, which was made me nervous. All right. Indiana listeners out there, they were looking at some possible severe thunderstorms right late last night or early this morning, and then I saw 
it was on Peacock. I'm obviously too cheap to get Peacock for one game in a losing season for Indiana. Right. And so I look and it says the game's delayed, and I panicked a little bit because I yeah. knew the path of the tornado, possible tornadoes were coming right through that area. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why the fire alarms went off, but they continued the game and they ended up beating Wisconsin, which if they beat Wisconsin a month ago, that would have been something, but Wisconsin's been falling apart. Indiana's 11th in the Big Ten. Yeah. Think about that for a moment. They're 11th in the Big Ten. Now, obviously, there's more than 10 teams <laughs> in the Big Ten. But they're in negative territory in their own conference. Um, I was talking to a parent um, from um, – we had Norfolk Christian swim team into the year thing here at church, mm-hmm. and he had an Indiana pullover um, on. And I was like, hey, man, we talked about Bob Knight and all the things you do when you're an Indiana fan. Right. And he said, 87, if someone told you that 30, 40 years from now, your team's going to be 11th in the Big Ten – after you've just been on the highest of highs. And even in the early 90s, whenever Bob Knight was still getting top recruits, you were still yeah. getting the best guys from Indiana, you would say you're crazy. But Right. The overinflation, I think when we talk about Shohei being overinflated with the potential, college sports had certain teams that mm-hmm. felt like there's nothing we can do wrong. And they, they thought they were blue, but blue blood programs. And some of those have carried through. Kansas, Duke, yeah. Kentucky, um, you know, some of these programs, I think UConn is getting to that conversation. Um, I think Indiana thought they were more than that at one point, and the last 30 years have shown them. Well, it's it takes hard. a couple seasons of misrecruiting yeah. uh, and not getting some picks, and yep. you'll, you'll slide down pretty quickly. And the NCAA over-enforcing some rules that now aren't even rules. Um, so a lot of the issues that got Indiana into some recruiting trouble – were, are not even they're like promoting these things now so yeah. um, it's frustrating as a fan who's seen that the NCAA over enforce or not have their stuff together with certain programs and allow things to happen where Kansas obviously cheated right over the last couple of years and didn't really didn't really affect them yeah um, so it's 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 hard to watch I'm excited about March Madness no matter what you know yeah. Indiana in particular was going to have to win the Big Ten tournament to get in they will not be able to get into the NCAA tournament just by their record alone right without getting the tournament win unless they I don't know unless they went out and beat Purdue in the Big Ten tournament and there could be a chance but I don't think so right um, but the tournament alone still gets me very excited we did our way yeah. too early picks um, we'll talk about those when the bracket actually comes out. But uh, do you see a team in, that's projected in a tournament, you know, like a one or two seed that could take an early loss, like Purdue did last year? Yeah, I mean, even just looking at the top ten, um, I, I mean, like I look at, I like to look at the coaches' poll as well because I think that that gives a, a different insight than just what the AP says in general. If you don't know, the top ten uh, in AP right now is Houston. At the one, and then Purdue, UConn, Tennessee, Marquette, Arizona, Kansas, Iowa State, North Carolina, and then Duke, and then Auburn sitting right outside. So frustrating. Um, That's like having a six pick in your top five. I still think we'll, we'll, we'll redact that. Yeah, sure. I think Purdue's going to take another loss early. To be honest, I'm not sold. Do you on think like for, I, don't, I don't think they'll lose again in first round. Mm, maybe not. Hopefully not first round. We'll give them second round. They're they're better this year than they were last year. I'm gonna say Tennessee, okay. not not just because I'm a not just because I'm an SEC guy or whatever, and I don't have like some sort of like genuine hate of Tennessee. I just think that I watched them get blown out. Yeah, they're way too straight. They've looked awful, yeah. and and if that starts to happen, if that mindset starts to creep in, 
and then the other team is just feeling it no matter who they are, yeah. like, golly, man, that, that can be dangerous at any level, especially the first round. It's interesting with the, the playing games for the first round, some of these 16 teams, um, they get a chip or an edge on their I mean, chip right. on their shoulder and they get a little bit of edge. They can beat anybody in one game. Mm-hmm. I think a team like Houston is gettable because right. their style hasn't changed. Like Purdue, uh, I think people think, well, if we can stop their big guy, mm-hmm. we've got them. But they're a better shooting team than they were before, and they've got more playmakers than they were last year. As the the Big Ten season is t- long and hard, and so you know some of these teams don't look as good. Um, I think the right. SEC is the same way. It's tough. Every every game is tough in the SEC. Kentucky had to fight off Mississippi State last night with a last second shot to win. Right, right. Um, Mississippi State looks like a tournament team, but they're on the fence. I mean, in, interleague play is difficult. But um, you get you get a team like Houston. If if they're if things aren't going their way, I think they could get caught off guard. Yeah, especially when they've been going well for them, and they have been for the past few years. They haven't they haven't got to the point. They've I don't think they've succeeded at the level people have expected, and so yeah. there's more pressure. And they're still they're the same team they are every year. Right. Where some of these other teams, and even Tennessee, have a lot of depth, a lot of um, upperclassmen in that um, conversation, but um, but yeah. they also have some young guys, so they're just – they have a little more wiggle room for if one guy's not doing good, the other guys can figure it out. Yeah. I think if Houston things aren't going well, it can get out of control really quickly for them. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, looking at their – I mean, they have a couple – they have a, I mean, they've, they've beaten Iowa State and Baylor in back-to-back games, um, but then they've, they've taken losses to Iowa State and TCU earlier in the season. Um, and we're talking about the Big Twelve, right? I think exactly. That's a real basketball conference right now. No, exactly. I mean, and like but I'm a Big Ten fan, and obviously we're not. Sure. I mean, we've got two teams in the top twenty-five right now. Uh, I mean, Tennessee's only, in my opinion, like legitimate quality win would be Kentucky. Um, and I mean, at one point they lost three in a row. Now this was this was in November, so it's a different it's a different team at this point. But it was they lost to Purdue, Kansas, and North Carolina all in a row. What well, what. Well, all who are all, all who all are in the top, top 10. ten, right? Exactly, all, right? All less than ten points. So they were all they were all close games. Close games. But then, like, they lose to South Carolina, and they lose it. Like the, the game that the Texas A and M game was eighty five to sixty nine. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, Tennessee. Yeah. Like that's not that's rough to not beat the top ten teams and then also have those losses. Yeah, I'm not saying that it's I don't know. Like I, it's a well, they're doing a good job for hanging around if that's the case. Right. Well, I think they've got a better coach than they've had in the past. I'm not saying Bruce Pearl wasn't a – Bruce Pearl was at Tennessee at one point. He was, yeah. yeah. He was. So Rick Barnes is legit. Yeah. And he, he always looks so mad. He does. But I, I think I think they I think they'll be fine. They have I, the ability. Houston will probably win it all now that I said that they'll take an early loss. I, right. I mean, like these teams have the – see, they, yeah. they, they have the ability to win it all and it look like it's easy. They also – have the ability, and which is every college basketball team on some at some level, but like they also have the ability. Like Tennessee can't carry their team via defense; yeah. they have to score. Um, Houston kind of feels the same way at times. But Houston's so athletic, though. Like their athleticism I, alone can keep them in games. Yeah, exactly. But like, do I want my team to rely on their athleticism? No, I'm saying to fall uh, back on. If you're not oh, shooting right. good, at least you can kind of still get out and put pressure and play some defense yeah. and be fast. You know, yeah. Teams in the tournament have to win ugly. I yeah. mean, you get a streaky team that could just Florida Gulf Coast one year just couldn't miss. I mean, uh, yeah. occasionally you'll get a you'll get a team that just can't 
do wrong, and you just like, hey, they're better than us today. Oh yeah, but most of the time, you just need athletes who can who could change the game. I, I look at think the Duke can lose too. They yeah. they don't have a very strong team right now. They could definitely take an early L. Um, Gonzaga's last team in right now on Lenardi's. Oh really? You talk about a team that I think could surprise some people. Mm-hmm. Um, they're ranked right now. <laughs> really? Yep, they're yeah, the, the last other poll team has in. them in twenty third. So wild. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Well, that's that's how it works. You get the 24, 25 top 30 teams in the nation are fighting for those last spots because of all the play-ins, of all the um, automatic bids. Um, yeah. then, then their conference is weaker, and they're not dominating it. But because they're well-coached, they're a team that knows – it's like Michigan State factor. I think if you get them in there, I think they could, they could surprise a couple teams. They're going to be a, a – they would be a terrible team to have to face as a 9, 10, or 11 seed. Oh, of course. Gonzaga? Yeah. yeah. Could you yeah. imagine that? You know, well, Mark Few's going to he, – he's going to have a good <laughs> coaching plan for them. You yeah. know, like, same thing he said. I mean, Michigan State, you know, you have a coach to rely on. You know he's going to have a good game plan for it. So, And I look at Indiana. They're, they're 15 and it's, I don't know, whatever. Like, they're barely over 500 right now. 15, yeah. 15 wins, 16 wins, something like that. Um they have talent. It, they have enough. They have, they have a team that could be in the tournament. They just either they can't stay focused, or right. th- or the coach hasn't figured out how to take the NBA in the college setting and make it work. Um, where if you look at teams, Michigan State, Gonzaga, they're gonna they're gonna do well in the tournament because they're well coached. Mm-hmm. And um, you know some teams just have to have a guy. And so figuring out – when the brackets come along, I like watching obscure games because I like to see who that guy is. Kansas yeah. State wasn't a surprise to me when they made the run last year because right. they had some dudes, and they were willing to go and just make shots. Uh, Mississippi State had a guy last night who made six threes, and they're down three uh-huh. at the end of the game. And he comes down, double-teamed, NBA three, kicking his leg, drains it. And I'm like, I knew he was going to make that shot. Right. He's a dude. And then Shepard comes down and hits the last second shot and puts mm-hmm. him away. But um, it's it's interesting to watch. So when I start looking at the brackets later on, I look at those guys and like I think they could beat a team because they've got that guy. Um, Why is Shepard coming off the bench? Can we talk about that? Because he's a freshman. Your freshman is going thirty two, my guy. Uh-huh. Roman going to uh, your Auburn Tigers. They got a big matchup tonight against uh, Tennessee. I know. I'm excited to watch that game. Um, if it's not during class, and even if it is during class, um, it might just be on TV. So, <laughs> if you guys happen to want to watch some Auburn play, it might be happening. Um, what time is that game? Seven. Oh. What do you think the best conference right now in basketball is? It could be the SEC. Uh, ACC is up there too. Yeah, um, I think ACC is down kind of, but I, yeah, I knocked the Big Twelve, but Kansas is still there, barely. S- <laughs> SEC as a whole, I think so. Just, yeah. I mean, if we're uh, if you're just looking at like top twenty top five, you got Tennessee, um, you have Auburn, Alabama, Kentucky, South Carolina, Florida. Is Houston in the Big Twelve? Yeah, uh, uh, that yeah. changes things. They are so is Cincinnati. Yeah. See, the conference realignments could still catch me off guard. Yeah. So, a Big 12 is better than I Hawaii, I thought they Hawaii were still Hawaii the ACC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. I don't know. I mean, like, I think this is if, – if it's not the SEC, this is easily the best the SEC has ever been in basketball, I think. Yeah. And I think we can thank the NIL for that. 
Um, and I think that's going to continue to happen because S- like SEC has the best football conference. I was about to say, you can thank football for that. No, exactly. Much. Yeah, we have the best football conference, brings in the most amount of money, and we're on top of that about to add Texas and Oklahoma, two huge markets. Yeah. And so it's just more money. And dude, that's big universities, big gyms, you yeah, know, man. strength programs. They just have money to back everything. Well, and they play hard. It's competitive. Yeah, it's and good. I mean, get, like they're getting the top players too. Right. I'm not saying it's not warranted. Yeah. Like, by, yeah. I'm not saying that like the football like it's just because they're the SEC, but like because they get so much money, the football programs receive so much money just for being in the SEC. So, like, come on. The reality is, like Vanderbilt has they got baseball. That's it. They have baseball, but. People are showing up to Vanderbilt games for football because they get to watch the other teams play. Yeah. So you receive that money just because, uh, which then allows you across other programs to to compete at higher levels because the reality is you can just hand out more money, Yeah. Um, which I don't like. I'm not an NIL fan. Hey, that sounds like what we just said about Major League Baseball. <laughs> I don't like that you could pay to put a super team together. And everyone else doesn't have a chance. I mean, so NIL has figured it out. NCAA, I've been disappointed for 30 years with the NCAA. <laughs> right. Right. That's, I mean, that's most of your lives. Right. Because they just, they haven't enforced things fairly. They've um, went after things that weren't important to the, the integrity of the game. And now they've let some things creep in that changes the integrity of the game across the board. It, for football, for basketball, for everything. Conference realignment, it's all a mess. Yeah. Um, it's exciting, but it's exciting like the NBA is exciting whenever you're talking about trades in the offseason or free agency in the NFL, right? It's You're excited about what the possibilities are, but you can't ever bank on things being normal from year to year. It's, it's frustrating. Yeah. It's frustrating. And for me, one of the purest examples of sports competition is NCAA tournament, March Madness. It's one of the things I love the most about sports altogether yeah. and i think maybe the purest is um little league baseball i'm sure there's a rabbit hole of corruption that you can find probably It'd be disappointing to read into I but I don't, ncaa you know and i like that teams the 16 teams the the last um four getting in play playing games i wasn't a big fan of that initially i still say that they haven't won a game in the tournament when they're like oh they this is the first 16 to win a, win a game in the tournament when they beat the 16 in the play-in no no. But when they beat the one, come talk to me. And that's happened now, right? Yes, yes. Twice. Twice. So um, it's it's exciting. And that, I think, is done well. I think the new playoff system in college football is going to be, I think, a benefit to the game. I but we so. haven't even seen it. And they're already yeah. talking about expanding it. So calm down. Yeah. Run with the decision. And let's see where the su- success is before we start changing things before we've even seen it. Right. Um, and... Speaking of decisions, people I think have already decided who the greatest of all time is in basketball and um, in the NBA specifically. And uh, who's that? Muggsy Bugs. Some people have decided. I mean, I think it's between two people currently. Who is between the three of us? Who do we think that is? It's LeBron James. James. LeBron and Michael. Which one? You can choose one of them. I don't want to do that right now. Um, well, it's a tie then, because I think it's Jordan. That right, and so like that is, but that's that's the those are the only two individuals that people talk about for the most part. Now, some people will throw in Wilt or Kareem or Bill Russell. Kobe said he was the best. Kobe, Kobe 
is it? He's we, in the conversation. That's what's interesting. We talk about in the conversation, and that's what we're sort of sure. leaning into, right? In the conversation, Kobe's there because he has four or five rings. Yeah, he is a marketed player. He's iconic. He's yeah. an elite player. Yeah. Um, I think his stock rose after his passing, which is a weird thing to say. That may be a hot take for the non-basketball player. For the non-basketball player, but that's like right. the Chiefs are more popular now than ever because of Taylor Swift, and people hate that, but it's the facts. Sure, media is media. Um, and and so I mean we're we're going to talk about NFL stuff in general, but I one of the conversations that I think is not no like, we're not talking about the NFL. We said we weren't going to talk about the NFL, Roman. I trapped you into that. <sighs> Don't do it. No um, NFL. So one of the <laughs> things that I think we should um, the conversations that's happening is, is is Steph Curry. Like what? Where do you place Steph Curry if he wins another championship um, by also being? The man, not like some guy that like comes off the bench or is like just your catch and shoot guy or whatever, but the guy who not putting like a Robert Ori as the best player just because he has all the rings. Exactly right. Yeah. And so I, I mean, he's got four currently. He needs one more. Um, he has the same amount of Shaq, right? One more to tie Kobe. Um, two more to tie Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he is. There is no argument here. He's the greatest shooter of all time. Yeah. Um, no, there is no debate on that. And, um, you know, he's done it with, uh, with guys that, I mean, with someone like Kevin Durant. And he's also done it with, you know, Draymond Green and Clay Thompson, who are incredible in their own right. Yeah. But I, those individuals aren't getting touted as greatest of all time players in any category. Look yeah. at helped he did it before. Kevin Durant. Exactly. He did yeah. before and after, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. Um, with so, with this current team, without any additions, if they won it all, it'd be a very interesting conversation. It would be. It would be. I, think I don't think be a great he, conversation. I don't think he I don't think he cracks the top three and he's still in that four or five range. Oh, sure. Um, if he surpassed Jordan, so if he won three more, and he would have to basically do that the next three years. He'd have to do the next three years, right. Um, then you're talking about something pretty epic. If Absolutely. he if he won three in a row, and that's without LeBron or somebody coming in. Even if LeBron came in, if he won this year and LeBron came in and they won two more together, that'd be very interesting because you'd have yeah you'd have LeBron's stock go way up. Mm-hmm. And But at least LeBron's stock going up would be, is that because Curry's with him? Right. You, you at least have some kind of conversation mm-hmm. because Curry's done it with... Right, with and without. With, without. And so, you know, it's... Yeah. I don't think he can do it. I don't think he could surpass LeBron or Jordan. No, I don't think he ever will. But he has all the intangibles. He plays a position that he's done better than anybody else. Yeah. Or he's elite. His, he's... Yeah, the argument there is Magic Johnson at the point guard level. I think I don't even think it's. I, I agree though. I don't. I don't think there's even a debate. But some people have. I think it. the way Johnson, Magic Johnson, ended his career early, and he was loved, but it was that that damaged him. Of course, um, he's not marketable in that way. Mm-hmm. And then the way he sort of tried to stay in sports and manage sports and own yeah. sports and not been super successful. Right now, Curry hasn't done anything. Hasn't been successful. Right. And Under Armour's a great. Great exactly. example of that, yeah. Because it's not like Nike. I mean, well, Jordan sort of did what Curry's done for Under Armour. Nike was a brand. Yeah. It is Jordan's brand. Yeah. Um, now, because of him. So, if you look at all those type of conversations and situations, it's not just championships. But championships are part of it. It's not just stats, but stats are a big part of it. So LeBron's way up on stats, mm-hmm. less on championships, and in the middle on marketing. Yeah. 
because the brand that is marketing him is someone else's brand. Yeah. Do you think size has anything to do with it? Yeah, I like think he's so. not. He, you're not getting the flying through the air, slam dunking on people. Like, yeah. That's yeah. not to play in it. Like, I mean, because he's clearly. I mean, I put him in. I mean, he's definitely top three, top four players all time, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. So he's got a chip. He's already up against the wall because he's his size. Yeah, I mean, he has his whole career coming out of college, and he's just continually just shut all that down. And, and size, and I mean, marketability he's, just for physical traits. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it does say something, but his charisma makes his size. Yeah, and the contrast of his size, but his ability. His charisma in there that makes him special. Yeah, where he is extremely talented for an undersized guy, and he is extremely confident. The yeah. shimmies, the shakes, the look away threes. Well, even other just guys recently, have tried though, that kind of stuff, and it's not worked. Even just recently, though, people have just started respecting his like ball handling ability. Yeah. That's it's been nuts. there. Like, yeah, to be able to do the things he does. It's like, like it's, Major League Baseball. You're bored by the product because it looks so easy. Yeah. Over the last 10 years, he's made it look so easy. They're like, yeah. if you're not winning championships, come, I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. Or you have to hit 23s instead of 10 or 11 in a game. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I think what he's done with the, the teams that he's had, if you look at um, Jordan's teams, if you look at LeBron's teams, even Kobe's championship teams, um, what – I think Curry has done more with Steph or with um, Durant and Clay. Yeah, they looked elite, but now you look and you're like, oh wow, Curry had to carry that, yeah. and his personality had to fit within that. Mm-hmm. So the Durant year was sort of an outlier, but right, he well, didn't LeBron have a super team around him. Though, yeah. was, I mean, he didn't have. They created a super team within themselves. The Warriors took that team and made it within themselves. They didn't go just pick players from other teams and make that team special until Durant came in, right? Right. Where Miami's year with LeBron. Was LeBron, Wade, Bosch. Yes. And that was the first super team. And you look at it now and, like, that wasn't really a super team compared to other super teams. Of course, right. But it was the first marketed super team sort of scenario, which the Celtics had it before and other teams have done that before. Um, Other teams have tried it. Um, you go back to Jordan. Um, did he have Pippen really elite? No, Rodman wasn't, but he was elite at one thing. Kerr was elite at, you know, at shooting. At shooting. So, that, you know, coaching mattered. It was just a lot of different things that kind of factor into that. So, it's it's. I think it's flattering that he's in the conversation. I think yeah, I, I think he should be. He's changed highlights. If we're being honest, I mean, like it, not just highlights. He's changed. He's changed basketball. For, and maybe like, I'm not saying forever because obviously things change, but like I, I think he's changed basketball. I mean, by himself. Yeah. Highlights now are are threes. Yeah, sometimes. Go, go watch any like youth basketball game. Mm-hmm. Everybody's trying to shoot five feet behind the line, yelling Curry when it used to be Kobe or MJ. That is true. I mean, yeah. and in women's sports have, have changed a lot in that way too. Yeah, I think the last time in the NBA we've seen a shift in how the game was played was when Shaq, when the hack of Shaq started, when he was mm-hmm. physically dominating, and the center was the main cog in the sort yeah. of the team dynamic, and that lasted for a small period of time, and then that changed, and it now. Big guys are out shooting threes. Well, that's yep. all it took is one other, one other center to step out, and they're like, well, yeah. crap, now we need a center that can do that. You know, yeah. So now they have to. Yeah, It's almost become positionless basketball yeah. because of 
everybody's ability to shoot, everybody's ability to have to handle the ball. Yep. I mean, like it. I mean, like we're talking about Victor Wembanyama, who at some point sometimes runs the point position for the Spurs at seven four. Did you did you by chance see his highlights last night? I did not. Last night, no. He was out there at the uh, like on the wing, dribbling between his legs, and it was it it was it looked like it was in slow motion, right? But for him to be seven feet twelve inches, right. and just like dribbling through the legs, a fadeaway three over some dude's head, and it was it was unreal. Right. Him stretching out to dunk it looks like oh, the um, Space Jam. Space Jam. Yes, I saw that. It's so it's so wild. It you know, wild. it's 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 interesting when you get anything that has time to be to make something really elite. Yeah, and that's in sports or even in business or in ministry. The separating factor is it becomes positionless. Yeah. Where, like, your staff can do each other's jobs. They understand the roles, even at a week of camp. Um, our week of camp at Spring Mill, I think, is is a very successful week because everyone knows what needs to happen for something to be successful. And if two or three guys have to go do something else, that one moment is still going to be carried out because everyone knows how it's done. Yeah. That was one of the goals we had in mission work overseas. We want everybody to understand each other's jobs. And we kind of fall into that here where you know sports are are, are like that now. Yeah. Um, should there be more teams maybe to spread the wealth out? I don't know. Um, but you look at some of these these teams, it's just wild. Some of the yeah. players that are on the bench. Um, we were talking the other day. Um, um, it was the NASCAR race was on Sunday, and they were doing a highlight of best pit crews or of pit crews, right? They were trying to highlight the auxiliary staff. Yeah. And so the William Byron won the. Um, um, the, the Daytona 500 the week before. And they highlighted his staff, and they all did these intros like they were NFL guys, like you know, so-and-so, the Ohio State University or whatever. They were kind of doing a spoof on that. But in reality, they were former tight ends, former NFL players yeah. that are on pit crews in NASCAR teams. Yeah, And so we started having this conversation of, do support staff make a difference? And we even look back at some of our conversations on the podcast um, – South Carolina has been using um, male basketball players to scrimmage their girls. Yeah. Um, we were talking about um, in the NCAA tournament, they've got a like a, a behind-the-scenes manager's tournament. Yeah. Um, in, in, NBA teams have a row of coaches and then like a choir of coaches behind them. Yeah. So like this accumulation, Alabama's done this, accumulation of talent um, in coaching and behind the scenes, yeah. there's co- competitive nature for the water boy jobs. So <laughs> it sports has been, and because there's so much financial benefit from it, but sports has every aspect of it now is taken seriously. I think that matters. Yeah. Um, so w- w- you were kind of going down the rabbit hole of that um, NCAA manager. Yeah. So tournament. like every, I mean every collegiate D- division one collegiate basketball team has you know like managers for the team um, that are made up of students. And um, what I didn't know is that they that they play each other uh, before, like the night before games, um, because obviously they fly in or drive in or whatever the, the day before. And so uh, the two um, managerial staffs will play. The students will. And uh, there's like legitimate rules. There are things that um, they have to abide by. And actually some of the rules I think should just be adopted by basketball in general. Is it um, quick question? Is this co-ed? Do you know? It is not co-ed. It's all, uh, it's all, all male. Okay. It, well, gotcha. yeah, as far as I know, I mean, I guess it could be co-ed. Um, but, but I will say some of the players are literally just like individuals that like walked onto the basketball team and then lost us and then like lost the scholarship. Yeah. So like we're talking legitimate, yeah, basketball, players, legitimate yeah. basketball. Yeah, players. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> 
uh, what ends up happening is they'll play each other. Uh, there's some there's some rules to be able to uh, there there's there's a tournament, and at the end of the during the or right before the NCAA tournament, uh, the, it's in the same place as the Final Four, wherever that is. Yeah, <laughs> um, they get flown out and everything. It's wild. Yeah. Um, they uh, you have to play like a minimum of eight games, uh, and then. There is the the selection committee that picks for the actual March Madness bracket is the same committee that picks for this managerial tournament. Um, and last year, Michigan State, twenty twenty three managerial champions. Um, uh, I mean, it's it's a it's, honestly, it is a the fact that I didn't know that that was like a real thing, and it is it's not just done well; it's done very seriously. Yeah, is wild. I'm. I'm mad that I feel like I've been cheated out of some elite sports I bet, experiences. Right, I bet I bet those games are amazing. I know. Yeah. So it's a. By the way, it's two. It's two twenty minute halves, running clock until the last two minutes of the awesome. second half. Um, every foul at the two minute mark of each half is a one and one. Uh, and uh, I, I'm, I'm sure there was a, there were a few other ones like eligibility to play on the team is literally. You had to have been involved in the basketball program at some point that you year. You'd be an old soul what, out there. Do they? That'd be cool if they had like the actual basketball team out there being managers for them. <laughs> that'd be right. Funny. Like give, make, giving them water. So and a lot towels of the players, a lot of the players actually do go to the games. Yeah. Um, I mean, why not? If so you're just how, in town, I like why not? so. How have all these like three on three tournaments and all these uh, million dollar tournaments been marketed, and this has just not come out yet? Like, how does the Ocho not have a basket? Uh, you know, this somewhere. Know. This is to me this. Prove it's there. I want to know it. It's the world's it. largest speakeasy situation. That's awesome. Like it's right. you got to know the code to get in. It. It's, <laughs> it's super super cool. Um, and before we get too far away from Curry, I do want to say one more thing. Yes, I I think there is something to say about um, his faith that that falls into his one popularity, his marketability, but then also just his success in general. Yeah, I think that. Um, we see in scripture many times those that I think Job is a particularly okay example ish of he's okay ish of 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 of, <laughs> of 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 being blessed. I mean, he was blessed twice as much, right? Or was it tenfold yeah. or whatever, right? And so, like, I, I think Curry in maintaining his faith and in, in in maintaining who he is as a human being, not not saying that he's a perfect or whatever, but like he is clearly a Christian man. He doesn't try to hide that. Yeah. Um, he actually does the opposite. He writes it on his shoes. So, like, I think there is there are blessings that are coming to him through that. Some people will disagree with me, and I'm not saying that it just because you're a Christian means you're going to get blessed in that way. However, um, it's a real thing. Yeah. And, and and I tend to think that, or maybe I just want to think that that's a part of his success. And somehow he hasn't gotten canceled because of it. Right. Because that's happened. I'd like yeah. to see what his his uh, his prayer life looks like. Yeah. Like right. How what that consists of. Please know? let the Kings lose the next four. Steph, games. we know you're so listening. Um, if you could give us some some insight into your prayer journal, that'd right. be awesome. Fun Please. fact. Uh, speaking of the Kings, I meant to say this earlier. Um, Deer and Fox is on Team Curry, by the way. So like there are other point guards. Currently in the NBA, that wear Curry shoes and that's that can cool. exclusively wear his because they are like on his brand now, wow. which is dope. I th- the Under Armour decision was because he wanted to have scripture on the shoes. He wanted, yeah, yeah. And, and it was a part of it, right? Nike yeah. wouldn't. Well, Nike also had like a Kevin Durant slide up. They spelled his name wrong. Like it was. There were a lot of things. There were a lot of things that went wrong. <laughs> um, but he also wanted the ability to write to have um, 
I believe it was like all things are possible, mm-hmm. um, and uh, through through God. And they were Kevin like, Garnett. They were like, nah. anything is possible. Right. Uh, and and they were like, <laughs> nah, you can't do that. Yeah. And so Under Armour keeps it pretty clean. I mean, even going switching over to golf, like Jordan Spieth, he's a very clean character yeah. for the most part. You know, I mean. Which is respectable for a brand. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, they're they're super they're a super patriotic brand at that too. Yeah. Um. So, uh, it was a great move. Obviously, not not just for Curry, but for Under Armour. Curry is also like a part owner, and that was also a part of that conversation of Under Armour. So he's all of that stock is just going yeah. through the roof for him. Wow. Um. But I, uh, I mean, unless something happened to NASCAR, I don't know. I think we were yes, that was the closest finish in. NASCAR history, yeah, oh, closest, second closest race finish since one of the um, Cars Disney movies, where Lightning McQueen sticks his tongue out. <laughs> oh. I mean, like it was. Dan- I saw the meme the other Daniel day about Suarez that. won. They were going three wide. This the race was in Atlanta. Finished uh, Sunday evening. They went three wide around turn four, and Daniel Suarez won by. I can't. I had to link up. I can't find it now. Literally by. It was too close to call in the photo finish. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Like three guys were driving around the track after that. Like, did we win? Did we win? Like, they had no idea. Oh, that's wild. And and Suarez is Mexican born. So he's one of the international, um, famous international. Right, racers there, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. NASCAR, which is exciting for the for the brand. But um, it's pretty cool. Um, I, I guess I'd fallen asleep before I'd seen the end of it. Yeah, but, or we changed the channel and then didn't get back from whatever like two, Guy Fieri was doing on two the two tenths of work. a second or something like that. That's what he <laughs> yeah, won, won it was by. pretty wild. Um, all right, well, glad that our half NASCAR of a NASCAR half. fan um, got to hear that. I was going to text you actually, guys, but yeah, that was pretty I, cool. I actually, we're collectively two thirds of a. I'm a third of a NASCAR. I'm fan. getting back into it now. Dude. No shot in my. NASCAR Watch the documentary. You'll get into it. Um, all right. So uh, we're going to go ahead and move into our draft. Um, uh, this one is food mascots. Um, I don't know if you guys did fast food or not. I did not. I stuck to like Just across the actual board. food specifically. I don't know if you guys picked any oh, fast yeah. food mascots. Oh, yeah. I picked I mean, you went fast food mascots? They serve food. Oh, man. That changes. I thought it was food specifically. You went anything from man, fast food that to changes cereal m- to what my whole list would be. Okay. Fast food mascots? There's uh, not that many of them. Um, there's a, I've got I've uh, got two or three. Well, on stick here. with your list, then I'll get some money. No. Yeah, all right, so <laughs> I'm uh, sticking to my list. I don't. Corey gets to go first. Uh, James, you're second, and then I am last. So Corey, start us off. All right, I'm going right off the bat with a um, a stylish and a dangerous food mascot, and it's Mr. Peanut. Mr. Peanut is solid. The monocle, the cane. He's yeah. stylish. And then, because he's a peanut, he's killed more people than any other food mascot. Yes. Because of peanut allergies. Because people are weak. Because of our weakness. Yes. So, uh, Mr. Peanut, and who was laid to rest and then came back from the dead. He's like the Undertaker. They, like, didn't... They they he they like retired him. They retired him, and then they brought him back. So, Mr. Peanut, iconic. Um, yeah. He's a dual threat. Did you know that because he was also on my list that they ran they were trying to figure out what to do with their mascot and in 1916 a teenager named Antonio Gentile <laughs> I don't that's how, how they, they spelled that's wild that it, he won and his grand prize was five dollars five dollars and he made Mr Peanut oh gosh. that's awesome <laughs> that's wild Mr Peanut uh yeah so anyway sorry that was also on my list so yeah uh that's a good fact James go ahead. 
Uh, my number one coming off the board is Mr. Kool-Aid Man. God bless America. <laughs> coming out in 1974. Oh, yeah. Six foot tall, just bashing through walls. That's a fantastic He bit. also goes down as one of the creepiest ones because he would just demolish your wall and just come, oh, yeah. Yes. Just blasting up in your house, making a huge mess, red Kool-Aid everywhere. So in 83, Atari had a Kool-Aid game on the television. Oh, I played that. We had that game. That's awesome. We had an Atari back then, and so he's a crossover star, not just from food, but into the video game market and in really the beginning of the video game market. Now it's one of the worst video games ever if you look into it, but yeah. Um, but yeah, Kool Aid Man. Huh. That's really legit. That's a great pick. That's off my list. That was also going to be Golly. that was going to be number one for I'm me. I'm glad I added a few. Um, all right, I'm going with Poppin' Fresh. Uh, you guys might not know who that is based off his name, but that is the Pillsbury Doughman. Man. <laughs> um, oh, dough boy. Yeah, his name is Poppin' Fresh. Not a Pop dough man. You can't fresh? poke a dough uh, man's belly. You can only poke a dough boy. Pop in fresh. Can you poke? Can you do that? Like, <laughs> we got. We'll talk later. Dough man gets real weird. Yeah, but dough boy is like you're poking. Like, come on. <laughs> um, fun facts about Poppin' Fresh. He is eight and three quarter inches tall with his hat on, and he weighs fourteen ounces. <laughs> Like, nice. I don't know. I don't know why those facts exist. Okay. Um, but uh, also, the first uh, the the first voice character for him in the commercials was Paul Fries. If you don't know who that is, uh, that was uh, Boris from Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh, wow. Uh, maybe that also was helpful. But yeah, man, Pillsbury Doughboy. I mean, I'm I'm about that life. Uh, easy. I don't know, I'm like, I'm just gonna say, it. you look like you're about that life. I am. <laughs> For sure. You look like you poke boys, Corey, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about it. Um, yeah. Yep. All right. Here we are. Yep. Uh, all right. And then my next mascot uh, is Horatio Magellan Crunch. Dag on it, man. Yep. Is that um, Captain Crunch? Captain Crunch, baby. Yeah, yeah. His okay. name is Horatio. Um, Captain Crunch was my favorite cereals growing up. Captain of the SS Guppy since 1963. Yes. Uh, was... He was born on Crunch Island, located in the Sea of Milk. Um, whatever that even means. Um, the seas get rough out there. Where there are talking trees, crazy creatures, and a mountain called Mount Crunchmore, which is made out of Cap'n Crunch cereal. We've got Mount Trashmore around We do. There. It's pretty close, actually. Um, probably a lot of Cap'n Crunch cereal boxes in there somewhere. Whoever made all that extra information, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. It was. I'm assuming it's for the commercial. They're saving this podcast, is what they're doing. Uh, yeah, because it's just basically going to be me saying the mascot and then not having anything else to talk about, which is fine, I guess. But all right, uh, James, your second pick. My second pick, man. This is tough. This might be controversial, but I'm going with the Eminem guys. Whoa! Oh, is this a can we do super, multiple? No, that's a great no, pick. I don't no, want to just pick the orange guy. That's a great know, pick. Like, they're super popular right now. That's a great pick. Well, not right now, dude. Forever, they've been killing. No, it for a but long like time. the last ten years, their their marketing has gone up a ton with yeah. the Eminem guys. And personally, I'm not a big fan of just like a plain Eminem. But you've brought in the peanuts, the peanut butter, like dude, um, this this Eminem minis, by the way, better than regular Eminems. Are they? Okay. I think they are. We had little Skittles the other day. Little Skittles, what they call me in high school. Little, little Skits? <laughs> little Lit Skits. Um, no. <laughs> was we, is this, somebody shut us down. <laughs> off the rails. Um, yeah, Corey, please pick your All next. right, I get my second and third. Yes. All right, I'm taking uh, Charles E. Charles Entertainment Cheese, Chuck E. Cheese. Off Chuck E. Cheese. Charles Enter- Entertainment Cheese was orphaned as a small mouse. 
and no one knew when his birthday was. So he never had a birthday party. And after winning $500 in a Pong tournament, he bought a one-way ticket to New York and slept in the ceiling of a pizzeria where the chef discovered him and his incredible singing voice, and they changed the name of the restaurant to Chuck E. Cheese. Wow. What? He sang for families at night, and rumor has it, he hasn't stopped smiling since. Wow. I thought you were about to talk about Ratatouille for a second. Incredible backstory. Dude, where's the movie at on this? I mean, it's just a dramatized adaption of Ratatouille. I mean, that's really what it is. Or just a rat infestation infestation in New York City. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. I didn't know he. I didn't know he sung. I didn't know he was like a singer like that. I mean, I was there for the animatronic those, like, little those band or dudes whatever. Are creepy. They are creepy though. Well, there's a there's a series of um, horror movies that are based off of that idea. Oh, the, Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. yeah. We went with um, I I know about those. the um, our Nashville family to go see a movie during Christmas. Oh. And they had one of the pictures or one of the yeah. posters for that. Yeah. And um, one of our our little. Cousins was scared to death of it. When I was at Child Place, a lot of the kids were into Five Nights at Freddy's, and they kept talking about it. And I was like, I didn't know what this was, and then I unfortunately went home and Googled it, and was like, this is terrifying. Chuck mm-hmm. and Cheese pizza isn't the worst. It's not terrible. But you have to have pretty low expectation of what you're getting there. But I mean, when I'm a you're guy, so totally overwhelmed by the experience as an adult... Yeah, you just we typically skip those invites when the boys are like they'll get invites. <laughs> we're like, ah, we're out of town this you weekend. You sit and stress eat pizza for like three Probably. hours. And yes, wondering how am I going to deal with the amount of money we're spending on games, and then nothing we get back from it. You the see, kids are yeah. disappointed at the end of this. You see your kids' hands sliding off joysticks because of the amount of snot that's on there yeah, for all these little gross. snotty kids. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, all right. Pick, um, I'm going with the big boy. Um, we had uh, Frisch's big boy. Restaurants oh, in Southern okay. Indiana. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was confused um, for a second. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. Big boy. Yeah. Um, he was also made an appearance in Austin Powers International From Man of Mystery. Who are we talking about here? This, uh, the big boy. Here, I'll show you a picture. Frisch's big boy. The guy who's holding, holding the burger. He's got overalls. Big boy. No. There he is. The, the regionally, I've seen it, but yeah. I, so Midwestern not. people know maybe about Big Boy than others. Yeah, and, okay. um, but Austin Powers, his escape pod was shaped as the Big Boy. Okay, so right. he did make a movie appearance, which I think is a big deal. Yeah. Um. So uh, Big Boy, and I love, um, I loved Frisch's back in the day, but they're, you know, they're. What's the name of the restaurant? Frisch's. Frisch's. Yes. Frisch's Big Boy. Big Boy. I knew there was going to be some type of. But I, th- thing I bet they have a Big Boy brand. Um. There were in in Southern Indiana alone. There was one um, Charlestown Road, one in Corden. Yeah, um, there was probably one in um, Clarksville. There, I mean, every little town, every town in like within thirty forty minutes of each other seemed to have one, and then they all closed at different points. It's kind of like Shoney's. At you one do. point, they were real Shoney's. popular, and then not so much. So, uh, Frisch's Big Boy, the Big Boy. There you go. That's my Shoney's number three pick. Shoney's was the pick. first place I went after I got out of basic training. I thought you were going to say it was the first date. Nah, that'd be wild, though. That'd be pretty cool. No, right after basic training, they had the buffet. Really? Is Golden Corral the Shoney's of now? Golden I guess so. Corral. Yeah, I don't, I haven't seen a Ryan's in forever. Right. So, like, I don't... Ponderosa. Ponderosa, geez. Those cafeteria-style buffets are really... I think they're, there's they're, still a Ponderosa in Scottsburg, by the way. Is there still a Mr. Gaddy's in the area? Like, Ask um, Gary Swing. Gary, he would know. <laughs> he would know. All right. Go ahead, James. My next pick is going to Ernie. Ernie? Ernest J. Keebler. Oh, yes. <laughs> I just had to see the confusion on his like, face. Like, Ernie. Ernie L. Keebler cookies, dude. This guy lives in a hollowed out tree just making some dynamite cookies. Can't dude, go wrong. Fudge, fudge drives. Just the, just the skill to be able to... 
to bake in a tree and not set the tree on fire. Well, they have definitely caught on fire. There's in commercial yeah. ones. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we had uh, we went get some ice cream last night at like eight o'clock because we're weak in my house and we wanted ice cream. That's strong. <laughs> and um, we we were walking down the ice cream aisle and there are cones that are dipped in Keebler fudge. Don't dang it. And we got them. I know where I'm going. Where was this at? At um, Har- Harris Teeter. Oh, Harris Teeter. I almost used a nickname for Harris Teeter. And we get nope. we we're, already shut too far. Down. we're already too far into that. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Keebler Elves, the, that, their fudge dip stuff is really good. And the brand, by the way, the Keebler brand, they make a lot of knockoff Girl Scout cookie stuff. Yeah. That is good. Yeah, their grasshoppers are almost like Thin Mints. And so anyways. Um, all right, I'm going to go uh, with Tony the Tiger. Can't believe he's still on the board. That's he good is... Frosted Flakes is my go-to late-night cereal. Um, I don't know why, but I, if I'm feeling late-night cereal, it's it's always Frosted Flakes. Um, I just, like, he was apparently, in 1952, he was in a, there was basically a competition to see what their mascot would be. It was Tony the Tiger, Katie the Kangaroo, Elmo the Elephant, and Newt the Gnu. The new? G-N-U? How do you say that? I don't even know what that is. Isn't Newt like a little lizard? Well, Newt is the name, and then the G-N-U, I don't know what that uh, that's is. That's the problem. The marketing team was sitting there like, we don't know what you're talking about. We don't know. Yeah, I don't We're understand. going with Tony. Yeah, absolutely. This is, I'm more confused than I am anything else. The tiger can eat all these. Let's move on. Uh, right. Okay. And then my next mascot is Gidget. Um, Yo quiero Taco Bell. Yo quiero Taco Bell. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm a huge... T- I loved... I love... Corey is stretching out of anger. Mm. Right I love Taco Bell. I've <laughs> got a, I've got a good list, but Gidget was on there. Gidget is what kind of dog is Gidget? Smart guy. There you go. Come on, smart guy. Like, come on. I'm just making sure uh, you no, weren't a poser. Come on, dude. I, I love Gidget. I sing and love Taco Bell. Do you love Chihuahuas? And no, 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 absolutely. But not. he made me love Chihuahuas. He was, yeah. I mean, for a while, I was like, you know what? I could, I could handle one of if those. We do t- dog breeds. We need to do top five dog breeds. He would be way down the list. My, but yeah, tacos have saved him. My dad is terrified of chihuahuas <laughs> because at one point he went to somebody's house and their chihuahua like bit a chunk out of his ankle. And now he's like <laughs> legit afraid, which we, is funny. We, uh, side note, we got on the kick the, a couple nights ago of Caesar Milan, the dog whisperer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the boys say it was, it was, of course, a chihuahua on there. And they're like, what is that dog? I don't think they've ever seen one. They're like, that's we funny. Gotta, I think Brooks thought it was a cat. And I was like, <laughs> Why does it keep calling it? <laughs> hey, uh, a, a, a new GNU is a type of wildebeest. Oh. oh. There you go. Now you know. All right. Now we know. Thank you for that. All right. Um, Yo, Kato Taco Bell. Uh, James, your, uh, your. What's this, four? Your four, yeah. I'm going with Punchy. Yes. Punchy, the Hawaiian punch guy. He deserved to be on the list. This hey, Kool Aid and Punchy? Dude, punch you in the face. Dude. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Come on. This guy over here just throwing the shaka, getting barreled by some Hawaiian punch the out shaka. on this wave, dude. Yes, he is. Look at him. Is he on a surfboard? Yeah, he is. Yeah, of course you picked him. That's why I picked him. It's a great... I almost picked him, but... Hawaiian uh, punch isn't that great, but dude, your logo killed it. Ooh, green Hawaii, green wave. Well, gre- oh, green well, wave. Yes. Hold on, yeah. dude. <laughs> Hold on. The red just stains your life. It so does. That's what, green wave is yeah. super good, though. Worse than SpaghettiOs in the microwave and Tupperware. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you might as well... Throw it away. Throw it away. Throw it away, dude. Or that's your SpaghettiO container. <laughs> it is. And that's you have a SpaghettiO container? Of course Roman? I do. <laughs> Except SpaghettiO and meatballs. I'm not a SpaghettiO Try having guys. four kids. Everything's got a spaghetti <laughs> tint to it. <laughs> uh, all right. Corey, your last two? Last two. Um, Quickie the, the bunny. Nesquik bunny. 
Oh, it's a good one. Oh, yeah. That's a great one. It's one of the... Um, I'll eat that stuff dry. <laughs> if you haven't just had a spoonful of dry Nesquik... The powder? The powder. No milk involved. <laughs> Just isn't that like a it. local? Isn't no. that like a new challenge? Like it's where people good. just that sounds blow like dust out there. My kids go like to bed and parties in school. They're like. they're mixing milk up. Harrison likes the the strawberry. He thinks yeah. it's good. I like the chocolate. Oh yeah. Um, and we'll have it in the house all the time. And the kids will go to bed. And I'm like, I want a sweet treat, but I don't want to eat too much. And just a spoonful of Nesquik. Do you like chase powder. it with some milk or something? No, just I'm a man. <laughs> Occasionally, though, you catch it wrong and you cough and it comes oh, yeah. out your nose. I, I, I want to be a fly on the wall in your life kitchen decisions. one day. Yes. No, it is so good. Um, <laughs> quickie, quickie the the bunny. And uh, my last one, hmm. I'm going lefty the glove. That's a good one. Hamburger helper. I, like I don't like nose. hamburger helper necessarily. I grew up with hamburger helper. But the yeah. fact that Killed they it, chose a glove and a left-handed glove. A left-handed glove is weird. Yeah, I don't know why it's it's kind of creepy. Shout out to it the gives you the color vibes of like it. It gives you a little bit of Adam's family hand crawling across the screen, but um, but Lefty the glove I think is unique. So really? it w- yeah, that, huh? So I give all the fit. kids a like it. No, I I like yeah. hamburger like beef stroganoff, dude. Yes. Let me tell you, yeah, yeah. the lasagna was pretty good. One too. Yeah. Did we use any fast food ones? Uh, not I'm not done yet. Okay. So, well, the the whole, the, I mean, yes. Well, okay. shout out to the uh, sports theme here with uh, the hamburger helper mitt. I give all the kids a hard team, a hard time with base, baseball these yeah. days because they have those sliding mitts. Yeah. And they're just so big and massive. I always call them the hamburger oven helper mitts mitt, or oven mitts <laughs> or hamburger helper mitt. Yeah, you yeah. went. You said Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's not fast food. It's uh, yeah, yeah. It's close enough. You go drive through. I I said um, big boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. There were there. Yeah. There. All, right. All right. James, go ahead. Your last pick. My last pick. Pick is going to Chef Boyardee. Get some. Oh my! He's a chef. Based off of a real person, his name was Hector Boyardee. He was born in Italy in 1897. Wow. After working in New York's Pizza Plaza Hotel, yes. opened his own restaurant, <laughs> and he just crushed it with spaghetti Thank and meatballs. You, Take that off Roman's list. Man, I have to... Hold on. He's a chef. He is a chef. His legacy lives on through cans of ravioli and other canned pasta dishes. I agree. Hey, sometimes Chef Ravioli feeds us on a... When we're hard-pressed for a lunch here at the office, and we go to the food pantry, yeah. and we find yes. some Chef Boyardee. Facts. I yeah, have man. done that. Um, <laughs> all right, my last pick. And it was honestly between this one and Chef Boyardee, but I had my heart set on Chef Boyardee. But we're going to go with Count Chocula. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a good one. Iconic cereal guy. I mean, I don't. There really isn't any. I'm just going to read this so that you guys can also know. Um, the artist who sketched the first images of Count Chocula also drew the original Trix Rabbit. Like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm reading. I literally have to say the chocolatey fang tooth mascot was inspired by classic movie vampires. Uh, honestly, the cereal's pretty mid. Um, wasn't the greatest cereal I've ever had, but. Um, but compared to Boo Berry or the it, others? Way better. Yes. Way okay. better than the other ones. Um, I would like to give a quick shout out. So is this like a bottom shelf kind of cereal? No. I mean, no, it's it's pretty seasonal. They It comes out around Halloween. Is it, are they um, round? They're like round chocolatey I like things. The, I like the choc- Cocoa Pebbles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Fred Flintstone was going to be my next. Yeah. Um, was I have Fruity Pebbles, my favorite cereal. The Count... Count Chocula was 50 years old in 2022 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had like an anniversary. Mm -hmm. Grayson has an anniversary box of Booberry, empty box in his room. That's awesome. I think this is his retirement plan. Good call. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Also, Larry, the Quaker Oats guy. 
Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty uh, clean. Hey, he, shout out to Aunt Jemima. Rest in peace. Aunt Jemima, dude. Mrs. Buttersworth. Yeah. Chiquita. Chiquita. Oh, I forgot her. There's so many. I didn't. I hey, just Julius Pringle. Julius Pringle. Yeah, man. Yeah. That sounds like a that sounds like a linebacker in the NFL. Uh, you you said one, I think. From Alcorn State, <laughs> Julius Pringles. For for my generation, James said one that we didn't even make the list. The California Raisins California were Raisins. a phenomenon. They had their own band. Yeah. Like, I collected all the little raisins. I would do unspeakable things to not lose those. I'm going to yeah. just leave that there. I was, I was wondering. You told me your story. I was wondering <laughs> if we were going there. I, was, I went to the bathroom once as a young kid, and I was playing with my raisins mm-hmm. while I was going to the bathroom, and one went to the toilet, and... Uh, Fished it out because <laughs> I was w- unwilling to flush it down the toilet with the other oh gosh. California raisins. That's wild. I had the books, but he fished uh, out the wrong raisins. <laughs> Got him. All there right, we are. we're close. <laughs> and hey, this is a great last episode. I'm it glad, was. Um, I really appreciate you guys doing this podcast. It was great. Um, no, I'm sure we missed a bunch. I mean, I know that there's a bunch. We didn't. We didn't really. Colonel hit Sanders. Food. I mean, I know, like the live people, guy, right? Yeah. Which, which I think we should probably do our own like. Food mascots on their own because they're not, not uh, like food like restaurant mascots on their own. I think there would yeah. be that's very doable. Um, I like this as a non sports related. Just yeah, I saw a top five somewhere about it was I think it was cereal, and then um, I threw the idea out to you guys and you're like what? And then I just started taking pictures in my pantry. This pantry, like five or six, like it's everywhere. And I felt like a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> like they're everywhere. Yeah. So. Good times. Um, yeah. Well, hey, this was a good episode. Um, I, I'm awake now, which is nice. I didn't fall asleep. I don't think I yawned one time. One time. Maybe only one time. So we'll see. Uh, this Nick, is a good one. Nick will catch it. Yeah, Nick will. Uh, hopefully, uh, you guys join us next week. Have a good one.